Hey guys, I am super excited about this three-part podcast series in which we're going to be talking about all things finance. We're going to start off by figuring out what your retirement nest egg, how big it needs to be for you to hit retirement and to see if you're on target, how many years to financial freedom or retirement for you. We have a super exciting calculator to share with you for that. Then we're going to go and take a look at, okay, I've maxed out my 401. What am I supposed to be doing next? Am I doing this correctly? What does my asset allocation need to look like? Finally, we're going to talk about the common mistakes that all of us are making that are sabotaging our retirement and how you can fix them super easily. Day one, we're really going to look at what is your retirement nest egg number? How big does it need to be? And figure out how many years to financial freedom for you. It really isn't going to take more than 10 minutes. So let's get started. Welcome to Generational Wealth MD's podcast on financial freedom through investing in real estate. My name is Param Baladandapani. I'm a mom, radiologist, real estate investor, and mentor to others looking to start or scale their real estate portfolios. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with inspiration, strategies, and insight so that you can stop trading your time for money and live life on your terms. If you love the episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you're thinking that the only path to retirement is working harder, saving more, and investing in the stock market till you hit 65, I invite you to the 10X Your Financial Freedom Through Real Estate Experience. This free virtual coaching event from September 7th through the 14th is going to be a game changer. And yes, I know that you can do it even in the current market with interest rates the way they are and even through a recession because our students are doing just that. And on day two, you get to meet some of them and hear their stories, how they have used strategies to get to six figures in passive income and save six figures in taxes in this market. So if you're tired, burnt out, and ready to take back control of your time and income, if you're struggling to get your first long-term or short-term rental and don't want to learn from costly mistakes, if you're ready to go from a handful of rentals to 10xing your cash flow, I'm going to go over my proven framework that I used to get to financial freedom at 41 and that hundreds of our members have used. Plus, we will be figuring out your action plan taking into account your risk appetite goals and resources will also figure out your next step to help you actually move the needle so you can accelerate financial freedom while paying less in taxes and creating the recession resilient portfolio i want you to go ahead and register for the event at generationalwealthmd.com event in lowercase and i'll see you soon okay guys are you saving enough for retirement now i remember for the longest time, I thought I was doing a great job till I actually deep dove into my um, years to retirement financial freedom numbers. And I realized I was like way off track. So today we're going to look at, you know, how big does your nest egg need to be for you to be secure and set for retirement? $3 million, $5 million. I'm sure you've heard people throw out these numbers. What do they mean? What do they mean for you? Um, and Whenever I talk about retirement or financial freedom, I always start off with, what does that mean for you, right? Why are we even talking about retirement, which is the same thing as financial freedom? That's the point where you get to the stage where you have a stream of income coming in that isn't tied to your, um, isn't tied to your time spent in your job, right? And for most of us, that is super important because it means we have now have the ability to take control of our time because our income is decoupled from our job. And we use that time for connection, performing connections with family. We can use it for travel, for adventure. Um, for a lot of people, especially if they're single income earners, that income is tied to financial security, right? To having control, to having autonomy, uh, which 
a lot of times is lacking for, especially for people who are uh, in W-2 jobs, but even for those who own their own businesses. And for some of us, it may mean that we now have the ability to, you know, take up that job with uh, Doctors Without Borders or go work for that nonprofit, um, you know, and and pay it forward. All of those things mean so much to us. And that's why we place so much importance on retirement and those timelines. So I wanted to talk about, touch upon that briefly before we get started. But the traditional thinking is, and I have been fallen victim to this before also, for the first 10 years that I was working um, after training, I thought that if I worked extra extra shifts, if I took weekend calls, if I, you know, I've seen people take on a second job, right? Uh, if if we did all that, if we worked harder and made more money, or if we reduced our, you know, our expenses, uh, I mean, I've coupon clipped, right? We've done all of those things. And essentially, we're doing that because we want to really accelerate our path to retirement, right? Um, so the the traditional teaching is you work harder, you earn more, you save more, and then you get to retire faster. That's how you really accelerate that. Uh, but today we're going to look at your specific numbers. I have a super exciting calculator that we just updated. And we're going to see if you're really on track to retiring when you want to be retiring, right? Um, and retirement is actually a game of numbers. Financial independence is a game of numbers. And in the next 10 minutes, together, we're going to figure out what you're doing and if you're really on track to retiring when you think you want to be retired. Okay. Um, a little bit of background. This is super important for me because in 2019, I had a rough career transition. Um, I thought my job was financial security. I realized it wasn't. Uh, and then just when things were settling back down, the pandemic started. And most of us remember that it was a very scary time where we were juggling more than we could and then more than we ever had. And uh, there really wasn't any security at that point also, right? And so I started deep diving into retirement and financial independence. And okay, how many years to retirement? That was when I actually started looking at all of that. And I realized I was nowhere close to retirement. Uh, I thought I was doing all the right things. I believe I am a huge saver, right? And I was in a high income subspecialty. And I was so far off track 10 years after 10 years of doing that. Um, and I took this first step. The first step I took was actually plugging my numbers into a retirement calculator. And that one step changed the trajectory of my life because I realized that it would take me 15 years to get to retirement. Um, and then I also realized what I needed to do to pivot. And I pivoted and I hit, um, you know, I had a three-year plan. I hit my numbers within a year. And, so, and I got a financial freedom at 41. That's when I realized how powerful this could be. And I want to run this exercise with you because I want you to do this for yourself. Um, and uh, I want you to see your numbers so that you can take that knowledge and then pivot. You're never going to pivot unless you have that information. Okay. So before we get started, I'm going to run a little exercise. I want everyone on here, unless you're driving, then you don't want to be doing this. But for everyone who actually can do this, I want you to go onto this site. It's generationalwealthmd.com slash FI in lowercase. Okay. Generationalwealthmd.com slash FI in lowercase. This is where you get access to our updated calculator. As soon as you fill the format and plug your numbers in, you will get an email, which will give you access to two things. You will get a document, which is where you will fill out and figure out your financial independence numbers. We're going to get to that. But before we do that, I want you to play with this calculator to get you all excited and to understand how powerful this is. So, and I want to drill down a few concepts and then we're going to go back and figure out 
your financial independence number and plug them into the calculator and get your actual years to retirement, right? So now that you hopefully at this point, you have filled the form out, generationalwealthmd.com slash FI, lowercase, and you have the email and you're going to click on the golden button that says retirement calculator, right? If you aren't in a position to do this right now, hear me out. I'm going to run some scenarios for you. The first thing we're going to do, we're going to run three different scenarios. And this is going to really highlight a core concept that really changed things for me, right? So it's this one single core concept. Now, if you take this calculator, it'll ask you for your current portfolio. Let's put zero down there for, just to get started, right? And then it'll ask you how much you're contributing to retirement every month. Let's say $4,000. Um, now, remember, guys, for some of you, that may be a huge number. That may not be your number. We're just running a scenario, right? We're going to run three different scenarios, and then we're going to go deep dive and run your numbers, okay? So say $4,000 is what you're contributing every month towards your retirement. And the next number it's going to ask you for is, well, how much do you need in retirement annually? And for this exercise, we're going to say $10,000 a month, which is $120,000. So you're going to plug $120,000 there, okay? So for someone who's saving $4,000 a month and needs $10,000 a month in retirement, that's $120,000 annually, you're going to then see how long it's going to take to retirement if you can contribute $4,000 a month, right? Now, you need two more numbers for this calculator to work effectively. And this is the tricky part, right? This is the part that is never talked about, right? If you are investing primarily in stocks and bonds, right? That's how you're investing. And you're heavily in stocks right now. Hopefully, that's where you are, right? If you're 90% uh, in stocks, then what you would do is you would there are two numbers that's going to ask you. It's going to ask you for ROI of your portfolio during growth and ROI of your portfolio during retirement, right? Now, these are two separate numbers. If you're invested in stocks primarily, let's just say that on average, the ROI of stocks historically has been about 10%, right? It, um, if you're looking at index funds over a really long period, it's 10%. So your ROI during growth, that number is going to be 10%, right? That's the number that I thought I would be withdrawing from my portfolio. But here's the funny part. When you go into retirement, if you have a stock bond portfolio, which is what most of us have, from that portfolio, you have to transition into you know, a portfolio that's 50% stock and 50% bonds because that's the only way you can weather market volatility um, and then have your portfolio last you 30 to 50 years, which is what you want your retirement nest egg to do. Once you have factored that in and you factor inflation in, you can only withdraw 4% from that portfolio annually and have it last you decades, right? So that's that 4% number. That's the ROI during withdrawal number that you're going to plug in. So for a pure stock bond portfolio, we're going to say 10% ROI during growth and 4% during retirement. You put those numbers in, you will see that your net stake needs to be $3 million, right? And it's going to take you 20 years to retirement. First example. Now, I remember when I started running these numbers, my portfolio was predominantly stock, right? So this is what I looked at. I had, I think I had $600,000 in my stock portfolio. And I was like, okay, well, if I withdraw this at 4%, I get um, $24,000 uh, annually, which is $2,000 a month. And I was like, oh my God, okay, this isn't really making sense. So that's where these numbers come in. Now, let's run a second scenario. If you were to double if you were to double how much you're saving and you went from $4,000, everything else stays the same, right? You went from $4,000 to $8,000 a month going into retirement. That's what you're saving. Guess what happens to that number? For those of you who are plugging this in, you'll see that from 20 years to retirement, you'll be able to take the number down to 14 years to retirement. 
Uh, and that's a reduction, right? A 25% reduction, reduction in how long it takes you to get to financial freedom or retirement. But think about it. How do you go from 4000 saving 4000 a month to 8000 a month? That is nearly impossible, guys, unless you are driving yourself nuts, right? Working hard and, uh, you know, um, really being super, super frugal. It's, that's not the life I want for any of you, right? And so that's the impact, right? That's the impact of doubling how much you're saving and contributing to retirement. And honestly, that isn't good enough, if you ask me, right? So we're going to do a third scenario where you go back to that first example where you're only contributing $4,000 a month to retirement and your number, you know, your annual expenses in retirement stays the same. It's $120,000 annually. That's $10,000 a month. What you're going to do is you're going to plug in numbers for a portfolio where you're investing primarily in real estate. Now, I talk about this all the time with real estate. Your if if this is what you're doing, if you're investing in syndications, on average, your retirement that's investing passively, right? Not really, uh, you know, very little time on your part. Uh, you just put your money in there. You're getting an average of twenty percent. Um, your ROI is twenty percent, right? Annually, if you look at it, um, on average over the course of decades, that's what you would get, right? That's how the model works. If you bought real estate and held it yourself and you just rented it out, that's where your number is going to be. Now, um, let's just plug that in first, right? Passive investing in real estate and put 20% for ROI during growth and 20% for ROI during retirement because it is inflation adjusted. Those numbers don't vary based on inflation. It is also something which throws out consistent cash flow. So you don't need to shift or reallocate, right? So you're putting 20 and 20 in both of those ROI boxes. So your ROI of your portfolio during growth is 20%. ROI of your, ROI of your portfolio during during withdrawal is also 20%. Guess where that number is? So now what does that do to your years to retirement? It takes that number down to six, right? So you haven't doubled your savings, right? You are All you're doing is allocating your assets differently. Now, all of a sudden from 20 years, you've gone, you've gone down to six years. Now, that is what I call massive impact, right? This is why I think this calculator is powerful because there's a way to do things differently and we don't even think about it that way, right? So that's what I want you to see. I'm going to run through a scenario of different asset classes and what the ROI should be for those asset classes. So bear with me and then we're going to go in and run these numbers for you, okay? So the first one is stocks and bonds. We saw that for if you're invested primarily in stocks, right, in equities or stocks, your ROI during growth is going to be 10%, but then that will have to shift during withdrawal. It will have to go down to 4%. Um, and there are multiple studies that, you know, um, that prove this over and over again. So the ROI during withdrawal is going to be 4%. So it's 10% and 4% if it's stocks. What happens if it's bonds and CDs, fixed income assets? On average, the ROI for both of those ROI numbers is going to be, if that's your portfolio, if it's just bonds and CDs, it'll be 5%. Okay. That's the number. If it's just cash, on average, your return is going to be 2%. Okay. Now, remember, um, inflation is 3%. So that's below below inflation. So you're actually eroding your purchasing power. But that's what that number would be. It'll be 2% for cash. If you're invested in REITs, that number is going to be 10%, right? REITs um, typically have a 10%, 8 to 8 to 12% uh, ROI. So that number is going to be 10, 10%. Investing in syndications, like we said, if you're investing passively, a lot of you are investors with us. Um, uh, you know, the ROI is going to be 20% for syndications. That's when you're investing passively. Very little time commitment on your part. If you're interested in learning more, hop on to generationalwealthmd.com slash syndication in lowercase. Um, and we always have a link to our current offering. Right now we have Park 33. You can go and take a deep dive at that. 
We also have a free guide over there, which helps you understand investing in syndication. So those are free resources, but it's going to be 20%. It's the same thing if you have long-term rentals where you're buying and holding. You're just buying it and you're renting it out. 20% is the number you would plug in for that. Now, that number can go all the way up to 50 to 70% if you have short-term rentals and you're tapping into tax savings and getting you know six figures in tax savings. That really boosts that number up. Um, and it could be anywhere from 50% uh, 70% during growth, uh, all the way up to like 40, 50% um, ROI during withdrawal, depending on how you have things structured. Um, if you want to learn more about the power of real estate investing and how you can really tap into it, we have a free three-day virtual event coming up September 2nd uh, to the 14th, uh, September 7th to the 14th. Um, you can learn more generationalwealthmd.com slash event in lowercase. We talk about all things real estate, how people, how our members are saving six figures in taxes, uh, sheltering their clinical income um, significantly, it's sheltering up to a half a million dollars of clinical income from taxes, all because of investing in real estate, how they are acquiring one or two properties and getting six figures of income from just, you know, um, such a small portfolio with one or two properties, uh, all of that and much more. We have our uh, members of our community coming and talking about their journeys. I'm super excited about it. If you want to learn more, Hop, uh, the the you can register for the event at generationalwealthmd.com slash event, lowercase. But that's the range of ROI that I want you to be thinking about, right? And that's what you're going to plug into the calculator. If you actually scroll down, it helps you calculate your average. If you have a portfolio that has stocks and bonds and cash and real estate, there is an actual formula to create a weighted average where you find out what the average ROI of your portfolio is for each of those numbers. And then you plug that in and it's actually at the bottom so you can scroll and do that. But now that you know the basic rules, I want you to now go ahead and I want you to figure out what your retirement nest egg needs to look at. You want to figure out what your years to retirement are. But before you do that, you need to do one thing. You need to go back to that email. You need to download the PDF that came with it. And it actually has a worksheet where you calculate your financial independence number, right? Um, it, it breaks it down. It talks about mortgage, taxes, healthcare your car, expenses for your car, vacations, debt, 529 plans, all of those things. How much do you need? How much are you going to be spending um, towards all of those things during retirement? You figure that number out. You plug that in. You sit down with your spouse, your significant other, or yourself if you're doing this by yourself. You figure that number out, your financial independence number, right? That is the number. That's what you need annually in retirement. That is going to be, so you replace the $120,000 in the previous example with your number, and then you're going to use all the, the the average ROIs that I gave you to calculate the average ROI of your portfolio. If you're investing primarily in stocks at this point, then it would be that 10% for ROI during growth and 4% for ROI during withdrawal. It's simple. Um, if you have a combination of real estate and, um, and stocks, or if you have a combination of bonds, stocks and bonds and cash, then you would scroll down on the calculator, have the formulas over there about how you calculate your average. And you you figure out the average ROI of your portfolio and you plug your numbers into the calculator and you come up with your with your um, years to financial freedom, I years to retirement. I really want you to do it and I would love to hear from you. So just let me know what you figured out and what your aha moments are. But, you know, um, the, the there are economists, Roger Ibotson and Paul Kaplan. They did a study in 2000 that showed that 90% of portfolio returns are driven by asset allocation, right? not the individual security. It's not stock picking. All these conversations in the locker room, in the on-call room about, hey, you know, what's the coolest stock to be picking? That's not where you're making your money. 
you're making your money by deciding your asset allocation because that affects the ROI of your portfolio. That's what I wanted to drive home. I wanted you to see where you're headed doing what you're doing right now. I want you to see how you can shift that. I wanted to give you those free resources. The three-day live event is going to be super uh, high yield and packed. Uh, if you're you know, if you're looking to learn more about real estate, generationalwealthmd.com slash event, lowercase, all lowercase. We run this event twice a year and we have thousands of physicians joining us for each of these events. Um, and just it's just super impactful. So I'd love to see you on there. For those of you who have, who are actively trading, right? Uh, I've done that. I did, did, did it during the pandemic. A lot of us did it during the pandemic. But um, I want you to be, if you're actively trading, I want you to be very honest when you're trying to figure out the ROI of your portfolio. Remember to include taxes. If you are actively trading, um, you're subject to uh, short-term capital gains. You're paying marginal taxes, likely close to 50% on your returns. Please factor that in factor in transaction fees and look at your average over at least a five-year period. So you are being realistic about what your returns are and compare that to the S&P uh, 500, right? And see where you stand. I think that's an important exercise for anyone who is actively trading or has a spouse who's actively trading. We completely forget the tax part because you don't see it. You see it on the back end and your taxes are being filed. You don't see it on your show up on your portfolio. Um, and so you don't factor that in, but that can be huge, right? So I want you to think about that when you're trying to come up with your ROI. But hopefully this is, exercise has helped you figure out what your financial independence number is, what the ROI of your current portfolio is, and how many years to financial freedom based on what you're doing today. And I want you to realize that the trick is not working hard, earning more, and saving more. The trick is to work smarter. Um, and um, that is exactly why the rest of this two-part series is going to focus on asset allocation. How do you come up with your investment policy statement, which is the document which tells you how you should be allocating your assets, how you should be rebalancing, all of that good stuff, because we want you to get um, take all the benefit of diversification, um, tax efficiencies, and also get the highest risk-adjusted returns, right? You don't want to do anything risky, but you want to increase your returns, right? Um, and th that's what we're going to focus on day two of this podcast series, which is about, okay, you've maxed out your 401, what's next, right? Um, we're going to come up with your investment policy statement. We're going to see what's optimal for you. And then finally, day three is going to be the common financial planning mistakes that are sabotaging your retirement and how do we fix them super easily. Super excited about all of this. I will see uh, all of you again day two. I hope you've been inspired by this episode and are ready to take action. Your feedback means the world to me. If you found value in what you heard, I would greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate the podcast, leave a review, and follow the podcast. And if you really like the episode, share it with a friend. Your ratings, reviews, follows, and shares not only motivate me, but they also help others discover the show and join the community. So please share your thoughts. Let me know what you liked and even what you'd like to hear more of in the future. I can't wait to hear from you. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes. And until next time, take care.